BSB Emergency, uh, obviously I care a lot. Uh, the Mets have signed Max, Max Scherzer to uh, three years, 130 million. Gregory, you lost out on Steven Matz, but here you are on a triumphant Monday afternoon. How are you doing? Woo! <laughs> That's how I'm doing. I'm doing okay. pretty good. Uh, I mean, just real quick before I tee you up. Yeah, for... imagine just the, the, the butterfly effect from Steven Matz's agent has pissed off Steve Cohen to fuck it, we're just going to spend $43 million a year on Max Scherzer. Chef's kiss, bro. It's uh, it's the way to go. I think last week uh, we mentioned, I, I didn't think this had any possibility of happening of Max Scherzer coming to the Mets, not because the Mets aren't uh, a destination place to go, especially with Steve Cohen having infinite money. It just seemed like he was resigned to stay out West, uh, to stay in LA. Turns out $130 million over three years can really change a lot of minds, like kind of generational wealth kind of shit that, that really changes things. And now you have uh, what I would consider the most dynamic and deadliest one-two punch in uh, the last 15 years, uh, <laughs> Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. Uh, and if both can stay healthy, I think you are in a position to have an extremely interesting year. Uh, thank you. Those are very kind words. Now, if only baseball is going to be played, that'd be great. Mm. Oh, also... Wouldn't that be the most Mets thing? <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really, it really would. I just, a couple of things have interest me. First of all, I, I, if you and I had this conversation a week ago, you and I would have, you would have said, I don't think Scherzer's going to the Mets. I would have countered with, there's no fucking chance Scherzer is going to the Mets. It would have been the only words coming out of my mouth. I would have been hard on Stroman. I don't know if anyone's ever had a worse week than Marcus Stroman wow. in the history of free agency. It's been pretty fucking bad, but that's for another time. Uh, I, I, I'm tickled by the Scherzer wants to stay on the West Coast narrative to apparently last night it's, oh, by the way, Scherzer actually lives in Jupiter, Florida, which is 30 minutes from the Mets spring training facility, and he's decided he wants to spend the last couple spring trainings of his career close to home. Where was that story a week, a month ago? I think that's very interesting. Um, yeah, I I don't know, Ryan. It, it's this weird, weird world we live in where the New York Mets have now signed a shortstop to a $300 million-plus contract. They've signed a starting pitcher or any player to the richest per year contract in baseball history. They are now the team in baseball with the highest payroll. Their owner doesn't give two shits about paying the luxury tax. I am just unprepared. I, I, I understand that you and I have had these conversations about how Steve Cohen has fuck you money and doesn't give a shit. It, well, yes. But I didn't actually like accept that he had fuck you money and doesn't give a shit. Well, he's paying McCann for three more years, and McCann is a pile of garbage. Like, there's nothing nice uh, to sure say. Is. Yeah, yeah, no, he no, sure no. is. It's quite frank. Also, someone someone tweeted this yesterday because of the way Scherzer's contract with the Nationals was structured. The Nationals are actually paying him fifteen million dollars a year for the next ten years as well. Is that so true? So he's actually making like fifty-eight million dollars this year. Good for Max, man. Get get that bag. I, I think. The Mets are, are uh, obviously the Braves and the, and the Nats have done very well in the past couple of years, even though the division itself was absolute, uh, to reuse the term, trash again. Uh, so now that those both those teams kind of won the World Series, I know the Mets are kind of hungering for that. Why wouldn't Mets fans be absolutely going bonkers for something like that? The signings you've made in the past week have shown uh, a competency that I'm not comfortable with in baseball. Mm -hmm. I know that they're trying to build a 
Um, East Coast Dodgers is what they would call it. I, I do like Marte. I thought the term was too long. But I guess, you know what, Greg? I don't think it matters. I don't think any of this matters. They just want to win now. They're going to do whatever it takes to get there. And I'm I, I, I don't, think I'm sure you have a hard time handling that. <laughs> it's weird. It's it's not just it's not just that the Mets are signing guys. It's that the Mets are signing apparently the right guys. Um, every free agent contract. I I said this. I did a little emergency pod. Not an emergency pod. Just a Met update Saturday when I thought that the Mets were going to sign Kevin Gozman, and I was happy about it. Um, this is a whole like, other level. The, the, Marte, the Marte deal, yeah, obviously I think three years is the ideal term. But if it's the fourth year that gets it done, you just fucking do it, right? Because if he's that important of a piece, and I think that he is, especially for this team, you you suck it up and realize that it's kind of like – you know what I'm going to do, Ryan? I'm going to do something I've never done in the history of our podcast. It feels impossible as it's been going on I'm going to compare something the Mets did to the to Rangers. The Rangers no! <laughs> <laughs> A real history this is, moment. This, this is essentially the Chris – Marte is like the Chris Kreider contract where you understand that it's the first four years of the Kreider deal that you need him to be the Chris Kreider that we know and love. And you accept the last few years of that deal because you're hoping the return on investment in the front part of the contract makes it more bearable for the last part of that contract. And that's how I look at the Marte extra year. The Mets need Marte in the next two years, probably the next three years. And then when you get to year four, you worry about year four then. But the most important part of that deal is the here, the now, and the year after that. And I I think... You suck it up and do it. It's the same. Scherzer's just a fucking animal. I, I, I if he wanted five years, I probably would have been like, okay. Not really sure, worried about. I mean, fine. he's a guy that a couple of years ago I was like, I don't. I think this guy's gonna fall off. How could it handle? And he's just proven. He's just one of those guys that proves the doubters wrong. Just seems like he's gonna keep doing it for a very long time. Um. Yeah. I. He, he was like a five plus win pitcher last year, and he seemed to. There were parts last year. It. It just. He's a dude that desperately needs to be in a position where the team is competitive because you see what happens when he went from the Nationals who were kind of in a, in, in a malaise, right? And he immediately goes to the Dodgers. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm just not going to give up any runs. I'm just, I'm just going to strike everybody out and not give up runs until like the last two starts of the season because I we threw it. striking out like 11 a game. I mean, him, him and DeGrom, I mean, who is your ideal third starter in this position? Because if the three – the third person is it still Strowman. You still looking to get that guy back after the kind of no? He's I, th- had? I think Strowman. The ship has sailed. Whether whether the Mets wanted to bring Strowman back or not, I I think I I think every player should have a voice. I want to make this very clear. I think every player should get to say what they want to say. We should treat these guys more like humans instead of athletes. I get that. At the same time, if you're Marcus Strowman, I think you need a social media manager. Just there are some things you just shut the fuck up about I even if even if you're getting fucked I, I I think you just need to take a step back and realize that might not be the best for me to just air out my dirty laundry on this Twitter timeline and because it's it's not even from the standpoint of whether the Mets want him back or not mission number one for Stroman's agents is to make every other team in baseball feel like the Mets want him back which means they will have to pay more money to get Stroman services the second Stroman tweets out, the Mets don't want me, 
every team called that agent back and been like, cool, how's $90 million? Yeah. We're not getting you $100 million. Fuck off. Yeah, you lose, you lose you. leverage in that case. Yeah. It's a business decision. Um, but your question was who is going to be the Mets' third starter? With or with – well, with Scherzer now because this is the happy, beautiful, lovely world we live in now. Uh, the Mets are still a starting pitcher short because DeGrom, DeGrom, I have faith, will come back healthy. I'm not too worried about it. Scherzer, animal, not too worried about it. But then it's Carlos Carrasco who I think was pitching either – not healthy or that's the last five years of Carlos Carrasco. Yeah. Yeah. To expect Carrasco to give you 30 starts is the wrong expectation. And then it's Taiwan Walker who, you know, tale of two pitchers. Is he first half Taiwan? Is he second half Taiwan? The fact is he's probably somewhere in the middle Taiwan, which is a good pitcher. And I want that guy at, on the back end of my rotation. Like if Taiwan Walker is my fourth or fifth starter, I'm feeling fucking great about life. But the Mets are still the starting pitcher short. I don't think it's going to be Stroman. Um, the Mets have been hell-bent on not giving up the um, the draft pick necessary to sign someone with a qualifying offer. So I know they've been connected to Robbie Ray. I just don't see it happening. I, 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 don't, I don't fully know who that back-of-the-rotation tier pitcher is going to be. Maybe that's what they wanted Steven Matz to be on top or below Scherzer, which, sure, fine, but I, I – I'd still prefer someone a little bit more reliable than Scherzer. I sitting here today, I, I don't know. I just know the Mets still need a second baseman, Javier Baez, and they still need another starting pitcher. And then if they want to add low budget relievers on lottery tickets, go for it. But I got to tell you, Ryan, it is awfully nice two days before baseball no longer exists to be sitting here and saying, man, the Mets have two very clear needs one very clear solution for one of those needs and life is good oh by the way we have probably is there a better one two starting pitcher combo in baseball no currently no definitely not i mean just the just degrom on himself like is just if, if the mets can score runs for degrom is he's been the best pitcher of the last three years there's, there's no doubt about it when he's on he's the best and max scherzer is four. I'd, I'd give you four Okay, that's fair. I'm not going to fight it. You know that. And Max is kind of there with you. I mean, with Clayton Kershaw's injuries, and, you know, I, I, I like Walker Bueller a lot, but I don't think they compare at all to the one-two that the Mets now have. It's not even close. I, I can't like, think imagine, of uh, – maybe, maybe Garrett Cole Verlander when they were both kind of pumping? Sticky stuff? Uh, maybe, when they were both on the sticky icky. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. <laughs> would there be anything more fuck you, Cohen, than just going to Clayton Kershaw and being like – Buddy, here's $30 million. I don't care what you have left. Let's just fucking see it. Uh, and then the Mets bring in Kershaw to be I kind of forgot starter. Kershaw's a free agent, and I don't... I, I think he's going to go back His to the Dodgers. His arm's falling off. Yeah, I think he'll go back to the Dodgers on a cheap deal, if I'm being honest. But mm, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely interesting. I wouldn't Man. I wouldn't say no to it, right? I mean... I don't, the, the, I, it'd be the perfect situation for him, right? Where the Mets literally go to him and be like, we don't... We don't know what you're going to be, and it's okay if you're nothing. Here's $15 million. Uh, remember when Syndergaard left? What a funny guy. What a I, funny guy. I mean, does this happen? I'll put it this way. If the Mets sign Mats or Syndergaard signs the qualifying offer, do they still get Scherzer? I don't know. I So the report, the report that really made me start believing this came out Saturday when a couple people said um, – the biggest Max Scherzer fan in baseball is just Steve Cohen. And it, he just, regardless of what people think Scherzer will do over the next three years or not, 
Steve Cohen just loves the guy and will stop at nothing to bring the guy in. And that when I saw that report, I was like, all right, maybe maybe I can daydream a little bit about what Scherzer would look like as the number two to Jacob DeGrom. Maybe, maybe I'll start considering that. And then um, I did, re- I reached a point Sunday and you could check with our friend Vinny to confirm this, where I started openly hoping that Gozman would sign first for someone that wasn't the Mets, because then it would just make me feel like the only reason Gozman would sign with someone besides the Mets is if the Mets have committed too much money somewhere else. So they can no longer afford Gozman. I like so Gozman, Gozman, but he's not even close. I I gotta tell you, I'll be honest. First of all, yes, duh, no problem there. But also, I'm happy for Gozman. Never root against anyone not getting the bag. Really, one really good year that we've seen with Gozman, and I I get that it's you know you got to pay a premium for pitchers. Some pitchers bloom late. Blah blah blah. I, I don't want to go five years for a dude who's really given me just one good year. If I had to choose between Gozman and Stroman, I'd probably take Stroman. It's, uh, I'd choose Stroman. I'd choose Stroman. I don't think it's close, to be honest. As stupid as it is. It doesn't matter, though. I'd choose Scherzer over all of them. Duh. duh. Which is what the Mets did. Mad Max is And I feel great insane. about it. He's insane. I just, I can't believe, Ryan, we're living in a world where the Mets are acting like a big market team. Well, they are. And uh, it's funny because my next topic I wanted to bring up, not that I can uh, stay too long, maybe five more minutes on this, is uh, the Yankees have been quiet. Like, they've done yeah, nothing. I saw the tweet today that someone was like, Yankees showing interest in Angelton Simmons. And I saw that tweet just being like, oh, my God. This, they're the Mets. This is what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, they, they are. And, and, that's that's a tweet I expected to see from the Mets two years ago when, like, the Yankees would sign Garrett Cole. And the Mets would be just looking around being like, you know, we're thinking we're thinking about this Angelton Simmons guy. Now, listen, I know the Yankees have – I'm not going to make this a Yankees podcast or anything, but the Yankees have a lot on the books. They obviously are playing Stanton. They have to pay Judge. They haven't done that yet. They uh, they just paid DJ. They, they've got a lot of players there, but their pitching staff is horrendous. And uh, Corey Kluber just signed with the Rays? Question mark. So now he's going to finish fifth in the Cy Young, which is dope. But mm-hmm. – They've done nothing. They've, I've, I, I would be shocked if they made a move before the December first. I, I saw them link to Correa a little bit, and then that died immediately. Yeah, right. They just, they just don't have the cash flow anymore. And it's so weird to see the evil empire, um, just have Steve Cohen just sit there and be like, "Well, actually, I'm worth it more than all of you combined." Yeah, Steve Cohen just doesn't give a shit. Well, why would, like, dude? If you had thirteen billion dollars and you own the Mets, like you wouldn't go get yeah, Scherzer. <laughs> that, that's the point. It's like. Every other team looks at going over the, the – first of all, we don't know if the luxury tax will be around. We know the players hate it because they look at it as essentially a salary cap. So we don't – that the, the luxury tax and the future of the luxury tax will be one of the more hotly debated items over the next two months while baseball is on hiatus. But Steve Cohen looks at the luxury tax and is like, oh, no, you're going to make me pay an additional $70 million to have the roster that I want to have? Wah. It's literally like a half a percent of his fortune. He does seventy million dollars being taxed for him is like you coming to me and being like, "Greg, you owe me another two hundred dollars." Am I happy that I owe you two hundred dollars? No. Am I going to be poor because I owe you two hundred dollars? No. So I'll just give you the fucking two hundred dollars and go about my day. I'll be fine. That's what Steve Cohen looks at this luxury tax like. It's just. Ah, man, Max Scherzer. What a world. How did we get here? I don't know. The Rangers are good, question mark. Yeah. The Mets Mets are spending money. 
Ryan, if the Mets sign Baez, you might not hear from me for a month. I Listen, I hope baseball happens so you can really enjoy this because the dream of what's going on, I, I mean, I we, you saw Baez in a Mets jersey and you know I'm a Baez fan and now you are too, which confuses the living hell out of me. And uh, to have this season just, you know, be postponed at all when you have all this, I, I don't think the Mets are done in any sense. Like, I think they're going to, they might sign Baez and another bat. I, I think you have room for one more bat. It's crazy. I have no idea. Uh, what they're going to do. I think they need another starting pitcher. I think they get biased. I think they get one more bat, and then you're ready to play. Um, and then it's a long, long wait until April. Maybe May? Uh, I, don't, I, don't know. I, I don't know where the other bat would fit is my thing. I guess I'm, st- I, I'm not a big Canna guy. I, I understand his value. I understand he's an on-base mach- machine. I understand that, honestly, by league averages, he's like – He's consistently been more than around 20% better than league average when it comes offensively. I still would feel a lot more comfortable if the Mets tried to bring in another outfielder to supplement him a little bit. Not necessarily a full-blown platoon, but at least give yourself the option of if he goes cold, you don't have to just keep putting him in your lineup, a la James McCann. To me, the Mets clearly need another starting pitcher. The Mets clearly need Javi Baez. After that, it's a lot of shades of vanilla in my eyes. I think at least one of Dom Smith, Jeff McNeil, and uh, J.D. Davis is getting traded. And I'm curious to see what the Mets are able to get back in return. But I, I... – listen. One of them I, is definitely going. You can lock that up. Well, I, I think J.D. Davis is like a foregone conclusion. I think the Eduardo Escobar signing made Davis not just redundant, but the clear lesser of the options the Mets have. Like at least McNeil could play both corner outfield spots plus two places on the infield. Dom is still a defensively superior first baseman to Pete. And we, there are some people acting like the DH is not coming to the national league. It's coming guys. I I don't know what else to tell you. It's a, that is the easiest part of this CBA debate. That's going to be, that box is already checked. It's, it's happening. So Dom has value. Jeff has value. JD, I don't really see it, but if the Mets did nothing else, the fact that they spent big on Scherzer, the fact that they went out and got Marte, and the fact that they got two dudes who are just good baseball players, it's a good fucking offseason, man. It's it's going to be you, – you have to be the favorite heading into next year for the division that has been absolutely terrible for years past. I doubt the Braves can – Ma- like muster that magic yet again with what they brought to the playoffs. Those players just aren't consistent players. Yes, they'll get Acuna back and Albies is there, but I just don't see them competing that way. And then uh, I think the Phillies are mostly a disaster along with the Marlins. And there you go. By the way, the Mets don't have a manager. Like, they don't. They don't. Like they just don't signed even, a GM the, last the Mets, week. The Mets have one coach. It's Jeff. Uh, it's um, Hefner. That's it. Jeremy Hefner's the only Met coach right now. And I'm sitting here like, who needs him? Let fucking, let fucking Pete manage. Who gives a shit? Just let it go. The Yankees' one move this offseason is Luis Rojas is their third base coach now. And the Mets' seven moves this offseason are, we don't have a manager. We signed the best pitcher that was available. We signed the best center fielder that was available. We signed the best complimentary players that were available. We signed Billy Epler because he's good friends with David Stearns. And if you don't think, Ryan, for one second that I'm not reading into the conspiracy theory that the Mets went out of their way to make sure they signed Eduardo Escobar first, the one guy that David Stearns traded for at the deadline 
ahead of when David Stearns becomes the Mets president of baseball operations next year. Boy, do I have news for you. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Well, uh, I do have to get going. This has been fun. Yeah, Congratulations. Good news. I'm, we had to get this out of my system before because a lot of fucking Ranger shit has happened. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, we're recording tonight with uh, Vince McCurkiana, USA Today, Aloha.com, all that shit. And uh, we'll be talking about throwing gloves, the COVID postpones, beating the Islanders. Their coach changed his name right. Yeah, that saved him for the opening because it's unbelievable. There is a lot to go over, uh, Reeves, all that stuff. So we'll be back early tomorrow. I'm going to post this as a BSBOT emergency uh, on the main feed with Scherzer. So fun times. Love you guys. We'll be back. Love you. Bye. I get a little obsessive about supporting my local community. I buy local produce, uh, local toothpaste, yeah, trampolines, artisanal cat toys. I'm just a local gal. That's why I was so excited to learn that banking with a local community bank supports local businesses every day. I can finally stop thinking about it. So I'm celebrating with a staycation and some local peanut brittle. Yum. Bank with a community bank and help your community grow. Find yours at banklocally.org.